Um, howdy, y'all. Good, y'all. <laughs> uh, first off, a little bit of an update for the podcast. Y'all, we were shook last week. <laughs> we were, and then we were sad. <laughs> yeah. But mostly shook. Well, because all of a sudden there was all these, like, listens and stuff. So, thank y'all. So many listens. So, thank you guys. If you're new here, hi. Hello. (laughs) I'm Abby. I'm Janine. And we are two uh, people from Texas. Two girls. Two, you know, whatever you want. Entities. Yes. (laughs) And we like to do the research on... World, like, world mythology and folklore and ghost stories. Yes. And we like to give it a little bit of a history um, flair. <laughs> history Texan flair. Yeah. So if you enjoy it, stick around. Well, this week, I'm I did going, research. I'm going what? in blind because... Actually, I've been going blind in a lot of these because school, but... Like, I'm just, (laughs) I have not been catching a break. I am so sorry. Oh, I mean, I get it. It's hard when you're, like, in school and and all of this. I get it. Everything happened. Everything changed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, yeah, I I did the research this time. You might hear some... um, Flipping of pages because I wrote all of my notes instead of on a Word document. This time I wrote them in a journal because I decided to be fancy <laughs> and go do my research in the local cafe. Hey. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to be a little fancy and went to my local coffee shop. Got myself a cinnamon roll and some a drink. I don't remember if it was coffee or a chai tea latte at this was time. Was this yesterday? No, this was like a week ago. <laughs> or, oh, okay. I was about to say, meanwhile, like it's been a I was over here choking on French fries while laughing in school. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> in the cafe this time. In the school oh, okay. cafe. <laughs> no getting reported this time. No getting reported. My first day back on campus, and my group got reported for supposedly eating in a classroom, but we weren't. We were just let off with a warning, but... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now, um, that was good that you just got off with a warning. Very good. Um, but yeah, wanted to be fancy, so you might hear some pages flip because I wrote it on a journal. Yes, <laughs> And also there will be a little bit of me reading some commentary from my cousin because he was there sitting with me. And I told him some stuff and he goes, his comments were too funny not to put in here. Oh, my gosh. So, thank you for that. (laughs) Bless you, Abby's cousin. Yes. Now, this week's episode is about werewolves. Yes! (laughs) And last week's episodes were about vampires. They went back to back. Yes, and that was not planned. Isn't it going to be like a two-parter as well? Oh, yes, definitely. I'm going to do something similar to what Janine did, where I'm going to watch a couple of movies... And look at it in, like, a mythology kind of lens and give you kind of a review because I feel like that's fun. Yes. Well, I'm also going to, at the beginning of that episode, I'm going to kind of give a little bit of an overview of, like, the history of werewolves in film because I found a source for that. Well, my cousin helped me find the source, but... Which, thank you again, cousin. (laughs) Now... I love werewolf myths. Same. It's one of those, like, quintessential things that, like, mythology is all across the world. I love it so much. Oh, for sure. And I also want to mention, this episode might be a little crazy because I am running on very little sleep right now, and I'm very tired. That makes two of us. So... We shall see how this goes. (laughs) So, first off, in European folklore, which a lot of people kind of see this as being 
where a lot of our more modern werewolf interpretations kind of stem from this European uh, mythology, though it does mix with the rest of the world. So in European folklore, mm -hmm. a man, and I suppose a woman could as well, but the source I found said a man, yeah, turns usually... into a wolf at night and goes around eating animals, people, and corpses. Ew. As one does. <laughs> it is, I was reading that list and going, ew, ew, ew. Double <laughs> ew for the corpses. And then I'm over here like, as one does. <laughs> now, and I'm going to give this a little bit of space because I don't know if we're going to cut this or not, but I wrote down, I thought of when someone gives gets like mooned because of like, accidents with clothing <laughs> and I was like would that make a werewolf transform oh my god <laughs> I'm sorry y'all I'm sorry if this ends up in the episode I'm sorry <laughs> I was very tired when doing the script I'm very tired now <laughs> that was me with the vampire one. Oh lord oh yeah this is gonna we're, we're, I hope y'all enjoy it. If you yes. do, we appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> so, when this individual who is a werewolf is injured in wolf form, their injury will be on the human as well. Mm -hmm. However, I think it goes the same way as well, but it never really mentions it. So it's like, if you're a human and you get injured, does the wolf have the injury? That's a good question. <laughs> and like I said, these legends exist around the world. But it doesn't just include wolves. So if, for example, It's like a lot of animals. It's like just where, insert animal name here. Oh, yeah. And it often is like, it often has to do with predatory animals, like dangerous mm -hmm. to that region. So for example, wolves. Yeah. Um, Tigers, hyenas, bears, they're all examples of a werewolf-esque yeah. um, phenomena. Now, um, and that's usually predatory, dangerous animals in the places that they originate. Mm -hmm. Now, there are actually some medical conditions that can explain werewolfism. And those include lycanthropy. Lycanthropy. is a mental um, condition where people believe that they turn into a werewolf. Mm -hmm. It included food poisoning in the source I found. <laughs> when your stomach is so upset you turn into a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> um, hypertrichosis, which is excess hair growth. Uh-huh. Oh, I mean, yeah, I've, I've heard of that. Mm -hmm. Rabies. Obviously. Which makes me think of the episode from before, where you're like, do these people not know how rabies works? Did they not know how, did, like, like, he just got straight up bitten by a va by, by a little vampire bat. I'm like, yo, Van Helsing, get you a rabies shot ASAP. Mm -hmm. Also, hallucinations is one of them, and a illness called Pitt Hopkins, which I don't know much about. I didn't remember... Because I was tired to look it up. But I can look it up really quick. So that we can um, find out more. <laughs> okay. Okay, so apparently Pitt-Hopkins syndrome is a condition that causes um, intellectual disability, mm -hmm. developmental delay. People who have, who have this have breathing problems. And recurrent seizures, which that makes me feel really sad for people who like for the fact that that is um, one of the things that cause people to be thought of as werewolves. Yeah, because like that that's just a like all of these are just medical conditions. The, and, and and as we will see later on, it goes to show how yeah. history just kind of does this to neurodivergent people. Yeah. And people who don't fit, like, the norm and that kind of stuff, which is really sad. 
Now back to the mythology part of this. Um, witches and werewolves were often killed in the same ways. Mm-hmm. Because yep. witches were often thought and accused of being werewolves. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that... I got a few stories of that. Mm-hmm. In, like, mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that one of the earliest references, if not the earliest reference to werewolfism, is from around 2100 BC. And it is in the El- epic of Gilgamesh. When he. Gilgamesh, my beloved. Yeah, apparently he like jilted a potential um, lover. Like he 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 like refused. Yes. Or, oh, okay, okay. So he basically was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Nope. Because she turned her previous lover into a wolf. <laughs> Why she did this, I don't know. What he do? But at the same time, good idea, Gilgamesh. Weird. Good idea. Not <laughs> a good idea that. to like have a partner who turns people into wolves. Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> Now, another legend is that of Lycon. I think I'm saying that right. The Lycan or Lycon? Or well, it's it? the person, Lycaon. Oh, okay. I think I remember hearing about that. Mm-hmm. But also, it's been a while. Yeah, I, I understand. And I found a couple of different versions of this one. This is one of them. So, this was a king and the son of Put. Pelascus. Sorry, y'all. I'm and the son of wait, wait, wait. It's spelled P E L A S G U S. Pelascus? I don't know. Pelascus? Maybe that okay, that sounds like a Texas town. (laughs) I hate the pronunciation (laughs) of that town's name. Why? Palacios, not Palacios. Well, it's Palacios here. Palacios. How is it said? Palacios. No. Well, okay. Pelagus. Pelagus. There, we're we're just going to say Pelagus. Okay. (laughs) Well, (laughs) like Heon. I'm not sure I'm saying that right still. Uh, Anchored Zeus. And I put in my notes, by this point, who hasn't either who hasn't? or had the child of Zeus at this point in Greek mythology? Like, oh, you're a child of Zeus? Oh, honey. Let's yeah. And so he angered Zeus by serving the god a meal made from a sacrificed boy. <gasps> Dude, I think I remember it. In some stories, it's like 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 Heon's own son. Yeah, it, it's like different versions. Like some, it's like uh, a protected captor. One is his son. At one point, it also has that his sons did this to their younger son, ch- uh, brother, and he got punished for it. <laughs> the king, um, nope. and um, Zeus was like, "We do not stand for cannibalism." I, I'm sorry, I just remembered a meme. Like, I can excuse pulverization, but I draw the line at cannibalism. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> he turned the king, like Kaon, uh-huh. into a wolf. And also his sons. Now, this is one version. Other mm-hmm. versions have it where Zeus kills all of Lycon's sons as punishment, and then he gets turned into a wolf. Mm. And and other ones, like Kaon, becomes a wolf and kills all of his sons. <laughs> There's a bunch of different types of this story. I've either way, the man one. gets turned into a wolf. <laughs> yes. Now we're going to Nordic folklore. Yes. <laughs> and this is the saga of the Volsungs. <gasps> oh, I think I know. I think I know this one. I... I'm sorry. I'm like ah, yes. Okay, I'm glad you're excited. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's actually what I'm using as an inspiration for book two, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> no, wait. I'm, well, I'm not sure. It's still in development, but... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yay! Well, so in this one, a father and a son find magic wolf pelts in, like, a hut. Mm-hmm. And these magic wolf pelts will turn people into wolves for only ten days. Only ten days. It kind of reminds me of, like, the Selkies. Yeah, it does. Like, like the Selkies pelts and everything. Yeah. I, but, I see and, where you're coming from with that, yeah. But, yeah? Oh, no, I was... I thought you were going to go with something oh, no, else. No, 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 I just... It was just, like, my little comment. Uh-huh. Okay. So, these two, the father and son, as any rational person does. What? Do they have names? Uh, they do. I don't know if I wrote them down. Uh, I apparently did not. I am do sorry. You, do you want me to look them up? Uh, you can if you want. I know it was in one source I looked at, but I do not remember which one it was. It was... Da, 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 da. Okay. I found it. Yes, tell me. Because if so it the is who I think it is. is named Sigmund. Yeah! And the son... I'm going to probably butcher this name, and I'm so sorry, if y'all. If it starts with an H, the H is silent. It's not. It's an S. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can't see me right now, but I just gave the train, the train or the direction of the train, because I can't see the train from where I'm at. The most, I am so done with you right now, look. <laughs> um, it's spelled... Well, okay, I'm going to try it first, and then I'm going to say how it's spelled, and... Sinfjotli. It's S-I-N-F-J-O-T-L-I. Okay, so it's Sigmund and Sinfjotli. Sinfjotli. There. Sinfjotli. Did I do it? Did I say it? Sinfiatly. Yeah. I'm Sin sorry, y'all. I can feel the Texas accent. Fiatly? <laughs> How do Fiatly? It's like I can feel it in my throat when I tried Sin to say Fiatli. that. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone. Oh, no, it does. But it's like when you say something in a different language and, like, you've got an accent. And even though, even though for me, it's like... I don't hear the accents I live with, but I can feel them when I speak sometimes. Like I can, I can hear that. Like same here. Like I can hear them a lot when I'm, whenever we hang out together. When I, when I'm around your family, mm-hmm. but like I can feel mine. Ew, I have a hair. <laughs> Ew. Uh huh. Okay, sorry. Um, I don't know if we're gonna cut that out, but yeah, I don't know either. Sigmund. But... And Sinfiatli. So I'm gonna just start that that whole story again so that we can kind of Sorry. figure out. No, no worries. It like the train kind of came in there halfway through and it was kind of a mess. Yeah. Uh, so in the Nordic folklore, this is specifically the saga of the Volsungs. A father and son. The father's name being Sigmund and the son's name being Sinfiatli. Sorry if I broke, made that pronunciation not super great. We're trying our best, (laughs) y'all. Y'all. So they find a magic wolf pelt, well, actually two magic wolf pelts, that will turn people into wolves for ten days. And so as any rational person is going to do, they decide, hey, let's put these on and proceed to go on a killing spree. As one does. And this killing spree only ends... When the father, Sigmund, almost kills his son, Sinfiatli. But a kind raven shows up and gives the father a leaf with killing powers. (laughs) And the raven's like, you need this, fam. I literally wrote that down. (laughs) He's like, the raven is like, you need this. (laughs) The raven's like, Odin sent me, y'all okay? Yeah, basically. That's what I was thinking when I was reading that. (laughs) 
Now like, here, he sent y'all a leave. <laughs> yeah, y'all try to calm yourselves down. And that's what? the only reason that the son lived was because the raven was like, "Yo, here's a leaf. It it'll heal you." <laughs> we got this for you. <laughs> Why don't you just grab a leaf and try to calm yourself down? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Sorry, y'all. So, now we're going to France. Right. <laughs> I don't know why, my, why I said it that way. <laughs> okay. France. France. We love you, France. We, we love do. you, France. We want to go visit you someday, but COVID. Yes. Shout out to our listeners in France. And I'm also probably going to be butchering some names, so sorry again. Abby, we're Texan. What do you expect when it comes to names? We're calling places like Palacios Palacios. Okay, I mean, I don't know why we said it like that, but it's how we say it, so. (laughs) Okay. So, in 1521, in France, they had... A lot of problems with Lou Garous. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially during this time. And they actually convicted and executed um, suspected Lou Garous. So like werewolves? Yeah. That's the French name for them. Yeah. So they're like, oh, hey, this person right here is a werewolf. Yeah. And... In fact, they think that a lot of these suspected Lugaros mm-hmm. were actually serial killers. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, and, and I'm actually going to start kind of like giving you like three examples of like that one of the sources I found gave. We're diving into true crime now. Yeah. So this is where it comes back to 1521. Uh-huh. So Pierre Bergot. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's spelled B-U-R-G-O-T. And Michel Verdum. They, these two guys, supposedly swore allegiance to the devil. (laughs) Who gave them an ointment that turned them into wolves. And they confessed that turned them into wolves, this ointment. And after confessing to murdering multiple children, as fire is one of the few ways to kill werewolves. Mm-hmm. Which is because apparently werewolves come back as vampires in the afterlife. What? Like- <laughs> yeah, that's what one of my um, sources said. And my cousin was saying how, uh, and that's why you should use a guillotine. <laughs> to get the job done the first time. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, so- it wasn't going to be invented until the 18th century, so... Yeah. I'm going to, like, repeat that just because I kind of made a loud noise on my end. Yeah. Um, And that's why my cousin said, that's why you use a guillotine to get the job done when killing a vampire because uh vampires and werewolves because they both apparently if you're a werewolf you come back as a vampire yeah back to france and this is again in the 1500s giles garnier also claimed he had anointment that turned him into a wolf who sells these things i know i was thinking what what in the heck is up with this ointment <laughs> like who sells these things i want to i want to ask them i need their i need their number <laughs> yes and apparently when i was researching this i kind of said this very loud like i didn't mean to but apparently i said it kind of loud in the middle of a coffee shop going what is with this ointment <laughs> <laughs> like you just get some ointment and you're like i'm gonna do like a little patch test to make sure i'm not allergic Suddenly sprouts fur. Turns into a werewolf. <laughs> turns into a werewolf. One arm is like very Claw. vicious. <laughs> <laughs> this Giles Garnier. Mm-hmm. 
also said that this ointment turned him into a wolf. And as a wolf, he viciously killed and ate children. Why is it always children? I don't know. And it's really weird, right? It is. Like, they're just going after kids. Yeah, I'm just like, what in the actual heck? I almost said heck fire. (laughs) That would be like the most Texan thing, I think. What in hell fire? Yeah. That's my favorite thing. (laughs) I know. It's one of those fun sayings. I mean, I have some more, but they're not podcast appropriate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're not. But... (laughs) Um, And Giles, too, was burned at the stake. Now we're going to Germany. (laughs) Ah. And this also is true crime, sort of. I love Uh, this. In Bedburg, Germany, Mm -hmm. a 15th century wealthy farmer. So this is now, we're not in the 16th century anymore. We're actually going back 100 years to the 15th century. So it's the 1400s. Oh, my gosh. And this wealthy farmer known as Peter Stubb, I think that's how you're going to say that name, because it's spelled S-T-U-B-B-E. Yeah, Stubb. Yeah, so he turned into a wolf-like creature. Like, they didn't say it was specifically a wolf, but it was a wolf-like creature. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, he turned into a wolf at night and ate many of the citizens of Bedburg. And he was the one blamed after hunters cornered him and claimed they saw him shapeshift back from this form into a human. Now, unfortunately, he was executed after he confessed under torture. Yeah. Yeah. So. You said he was wealthy, right? Yes. And I'm going to actually kind of get into this a little bit further down. Like, mm-hmm. um, so. Un- his he confessed under torture to killing and eating animals, men, women, and children. And apparently, he said that he had a belt that gave him this shape shifting ability, kind of like the pelts. Yeah. Which again, I'm gonna get into the whole like he's a wealthy farmer. And all of that torture. a little bit. Yeah, and, and the under torture bit in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, unsurprisingly. Or it's not unsurprising. It's unsurprising to me. Anyways. Mm-hmm. This belt was never found. Well, that's curious. That's weird. That's suspicious. Yeah. And now... it. I do want to say, at least for the the time that he uh-huh. this has happened, his <laughs> guilt was controversial. So everybody didn't believe he was guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, and some believed he was actually the victim of a political witch hunt. Obviously, like, he's a wealthy farmer. Yeah. Uh, he only confessed under torture. The Those belt was lead never me, found. Yeah, the belt was never found. Those lead me more towards the side of he was a victim. Obviously, I wasn't back in. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. But um, he, it was very unfortunate (laughs) what happened to him. Uh, Because it doesn't make it very, it's hard to, I'm sorry, my brain is going. Like, it doesn't make it clear. Yeah, but at least. The cause to kill him, like. Yeah. Although, I, I do have to say, I'm like, I'm giving the time that it happened in a little bit of credit for them not, like, wholly believing that he did it. Yeah, obviously there I were mean, some rational minds back then. Yeah, because, um, like I said, it, um, it's, um, <coughs> you always hear these stories, right? And you think, oh, everybody's believing it when it doesn't happen. Now, we're going back to Rome. So, another <clears throat> legend was attributed in the article I found from Roman... So, this article attributed what I'm, the legend that I'm about to say to Roman poet Virgil. Uh-huh. 
And he wrote that a man named Maurice changed into a wolf and he changed into a wolf using herbs and potions and that when he was a wolf, he would call ghosts from their graves. (gasps) I think I remember reading something like this in my Latin class. (laughs) The way you said it. I love it. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's because, okay, okay, context. Our Latin class... The way we learned the textbook was like a story. So we had like your cast of characters and everything. And then in in one story, um, the main character, his wife, and I think his son were having dinner with like friends with like another Mm -hmm. family. And they were like telling ghost stories over dinner. And they tell a story of like a werewolf calling ghosts and everything. I'm like, Maurice? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that that would make a lot of sense that that would be like referenced in that class so from rome we're going to south america (laughs) yay now this is the myth of the luison i I may be giving that a french kind of accent i don't mean to it's also known as el lobison ah el lobison yeah and it's Oh, that's what it means? Well, I mean, that's how I think of it. And yeah, what were you going to okay. say? So this um, legend is actually mainly seen in Argentina, Brazil, Paraguay, and Uruguay. And this actually stems from um, the Portuguese belief that the seventh son of a family of all sons would turn into a loison on the full moon. Especially on a Friday, which, why Friday? I can't talk right now. It's a Friday on a full moon. Yeah. Um, now, this actually, this legend actually blends, like, um, indigenous mythology and, like, <laughs> the European mythology. So that's probably where the Portuguese mythology is coming into it with the, um, with part of it is, does that make sense? My brain is stopped. <laughs> um so the El Lobizon um, comes from the Guarani people who are the indi- indigenous peoples of Paraguay. Now, the mythology of the um, Guarani um, mm-hmm. states that there were seven monsters. And the Lobizon was the last. And... While it didn't look like a wolf at this time, when it's while it's part of this mythology, it was also known to be very hideous. Like, apparently this was described to look very horrendous, very gross, all those kinds of things. And it actually became known to this peoples as the god of death. Oh. Now, when the Europeans came, this myth actually mixed with the European myth of the werewolf, it lost its association to the god of death Mm -hmm. and gained (coughs) the aspect of being half man, half wolf. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty interesting, like, that um, they were able to kind of see where this kind of mixing happened and how it changed the myth yeah so now i'm gonna go to mexico and i'm actually gonna have janine talk about this a little bit because i'm not as knowledgeable as her thank you and so i was expecting this Uh uh-huh okay (laughs) (laughs) um so the closest myth that is like to the werewolf myth is that of the nawal and yeah take that away because i no, she is more knowledgeable on this subject than I am. <laughs> well, I mean, I it, if you want like a, a a better insight on the Nawal, go to the um. Mm-hmm. Let me go back on Anchor. <laughs> go to the uh, <laughs> ghostly black dog episode. Mm-hmm. But in short, a Nawal is a person who either by blood, like like inheritance, like it's it's in their blood. They can shift mm-hmm. into an animal, 
any kind mm-hmm. of animal. Usually it's a large prey animal, such as a dog, a mountain lion, a coyote, a wolf, you know, stuff like that. Or sometimes mm-hmm. an owl, which uh, it's associated to witches and magic practitioners. And again, again, there really is no good or bad in mm-hmm. these types of things unless what you have you use for evil, such as hurting people. But with the walls, um, it's mostly the body of the animal and the face of the human. That always freaks me out. Yeah. And <laughs> I guess like a good ch- a good channel, a good podcast channel that explains this for y'all that um, speak Spanish or that just want to listen to spooky stories in Spanish. <clears throat> Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's called Leyendas de Monterrey or, or Legends of Monterrey. It's got over 200 videos of just folklore, legends and ghost stories of people that have witnessed it or that have heard it. And there are several episodes about Nawals. Usually they take little kids, try to eat them and stuff like that. Okay, I'm starting to think maybe this, like, with, like, monsters and, like, taking or, like, eating little children uh, being, like, a huge part of, like, mythology. Mm-hmm. I, I just keep thinking, I'm like, Why? Why, though? I mean, I get that children are, like, vulnerable. But it's just, like, it's a constant thing. Oh, yeah, it's weird. It's just... I I, I don't understand. (laughs) I, as a modern person who is, like, reading into the... Like, researching this stuff, I'm like, what? (laughs) But were you gonna... um, Sorry to interrupt. Didn't mean to... But yeah, in in it's usually like associated with like indigenous practices, like what you mentioned in the last mm-hmm. story, mm-hmm. and with the coming of the European, they associate with like okay, they make a deal with the devil, and mm-hmm. that's how they get their powers for like the like to shapeshift and everything. Which I mean, again, it, it only came about with the coming of the European colonizers and their beliefs and everything. So that it just kind of mixed, and it's part of. The folklore now. Yeah. But at least in in Maya and Mexica, like folklore mm-hmm. and religion, like and a wall is also like depending on your birth month and year, mm-hmm. it's also like your protector. Uh-huh. So, again, it can either be like, oh, you can turn into this, or you're protected by this. Mm-hmm. So it'd be, it'd be kind of cool to just be like, oh, hey, I have a protector that's a werewolf. Yeah. Yeah, which reminds me about... I'm forgetting now where it's from, because I used a different thing for these kind of countries. Um, the the Do you remember the, like, I believe it's Celtic, and I don't know if it has, like, a specific area but it's like the werewolves who bring you fish yeah um i i think somebody debunked that but it would Uh be cool yeah i mean i don't know i remember hearing about it at some point i didn't find it on like researching um but yeah yeah like (laughs) if you have the if you if you have the ability to turn into a wall through like just will Mm mm-hmm then you 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 are referred to as an awal. Like yeah. an awal is basically anybody that can turn into uh, a certain type of animal. For some mm-hmm. reason, a turkey as well. <laughs> the way you just said, for some reason, a turkey? I mean, I'm looking into it and it's like, okay, dog, owl, bat, wolf, or turkey. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like getting chased by a turkey would be quite terrifying. Listen, I have a fear of fowl in general, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I explained it a lot better in the Ghostly Black Dogs. 
Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. y'all go, go check, check that out, out if you haven't. It's it's a fun one. It's mm-hmm. a, uh, it reminds me of a very dear furry pet and a family member that passed away recently. But Make to do him honors, <laughs> we I I was I I made that episode with him in mind. <laughs> Mm-hmm. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I know, I was like, how do we do- oh, go by uh, this? Um, um, okay, I'm going to leave one story for last. So it's, I'm, I'm going to basically flip two stories because I'm almost to the end. Oh, okay. But um, I'm going to leave the one that I had put before, the one I'm about to say in... Basically, I'm going to flip the last two because I want to end with this one story. So, in Eastern Europe and Slavic countries, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the werewolf mythology and vampire mythology are actually connected. Yes. Because, um, when they came about, um, they kind of developed around the same time. And this is according to... A really good source that I found that helped me a lot with this episode, which is historicmysteries.com. Totally recommend it. Um, And so I found that kind of, like, interesting. And maybe that's where the whole werewolves become vampires after they die stuff kind of comes from. Mm -hmm. Now now I'm going to Ireland. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And this is a story from the 12th century. Yay. So this is the 1100s here. Very, very middle, um, middle and like slightly early Middle Ages. Yeah. So, in this story, (laughs) there is a priest, and he's traveling with um, like a a younger, like he's a boy. It doesn't really quite explain why they were traveling together, to my understanding. But it was like he was like either. Um, carrying his stuff or like a uh, servant or something yeah or like a a, it's not squire but it's like he's going into the priesthood himself things like that basically yeah so this priest and this boy they um, I believe they're camping out at night and a wolf approaches them talking about God (laughs) (laughs) And the priest is like <laughs> terrified because oh my God. this wolf is talking about God, but is a wolf. Oh no. <laughs> Have and you heard the, of our Lord and Savior? <laughs> yes, I'm a priest. Thank you. <laughs> um, so this wolf kind of explains that, like, you don't need to be afraid. I have... Mentally, I'm a man. Physically, right now, I'm a wolf. (laughs) It's like that video of the guy saying, on all aspects but physical, I am a wolf. And then he's like, what? I'm sorry, what? (laughs) But in this case... In this case, it'd be like on all aspects, but physical, I am a man. Yes. <laughs> so, um, back to this. Um, the man's like, uh, the, the wolf is like, I'm a man. I'm just a wolf right now because some witches cast an evil spell to where a man and a woman from the native people of Ossory, it's O-S-S-O-R-Y. Wait, wait, let me look it up. Okay, okay. Um, so, okay, it's a, it's an, it's a kingdom. It's an Irish kingdom. Yeah. Well, I've, I kind of figured, like, they, they kind of say it's like a witch, but at the same time, one of the, the sources I found says it's like a saint. Who cursed this kingdom? For I mean, she can be in. both. Yeah. Um, but yeah. 
Um, what were you going to say about the kingdom? Oh, no, it's just it's the kingdom of... Um... Sorry. <laughs> okay, so it's right... It's squished right between the kingdom of Leinster and Munster and mm-hmm. the kingdom of Connacht, Uliad, Uniel, and I can't read the la- the, the other one, two, three, the other three because they're too tiny and my eyesight is messed up. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, sorry. So no worries. Sorry. We got good blooper material now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this curse compelled these a man and a woman from Austria to take wolf form for seven years until two more people get chosen and continue the cycle. I feel like the man in the wolf form is like, guess what, y'all? <laughs> What? <laughs> Y'all are chosen. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so the wolf actually approached the priest because he needs the priest to give viaticum, which I believe is like, uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm thinking it's somewhere along like last rites. <laughs> Okay, what does it mean? Let's look it up. The provision? Oh, yeah. It, yeah, the last rites. Okay, because when I'm reading this, I'm like, I think this is at, talking about last rites. Give me the provisions. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, he, the wolf leads the man to his dying wife, who's also a wolf. She is the woman in the curse. Um <laughs> what did they do to the saint for them to cur- like for them to get cursed? I don't know, but apparently like this it- has been going on for quite a while because it said an ancient sin. <laughs> and it, okay, if it's a man and a woman getting cursed and it talks about ancient sin, I wonder. I know. Um <laughs> the priest is concerned about just taking this wolf on his, on his word that his wife is actually a human because he doesn't want to give last rites to a wolf. Um, Because back then people believed that animals had no souls. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And the husband who's in wolf form uses his claw to like open the wolf pelt from like the neck down so that he can see that there, this is a woman who's dying underneath this pelt. Um, <laughs> and um, so I, I'm going to make a comment on the chat. Okay. I will wait for this comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, so, <laughs> back to the story. Yeah. So, the father, who's now, like, convinced that this is a woman who just happens to look like a wolf, gives her viaticum slash last rites. And the woman's like, thank you for saving my soul. Um, and the priest goes on his way. <laughs> The priest is like, okay. Yeah. Well, what's interesting, what's, like, really interesting about this tale is that this is the only one of from the sources that I found that was actually recorded as a fact and not a legend. Bruh. Yeah. It was recorded in a treatise called Topographia Hibernica? which is, like, all about Ireland and everything, um, was actually written by, uh, I'm going to say the English translation because I cannot say the other way, uh, is Gerald of Wales. Ah, yes, Gerald of Wales. Yeah, and he wrote it around 1188. And this, it, like I said, this is the only one that is written as fact. Like, it's written down... And you can go and find the source kind of thing. And I find that so fascinating. 
Plus, the story's really funny. <laughs> it was to show the world is a weird place. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And I just... The, thinking about it now, I'm just thinking to myself going... Do you think there's people who are, like, descendant from this kingdom who get find out that they turn into a wolf for seven years? I mean... <laughs> that makes the character of my story a whole lot, like... Because I was just like, it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be fun if you would just, like, got turned into a wolf, and then I'm like, wait a minute. <gasps> like, hearing this, I'm like, oh, I might, I might have been onto something. <laughs> But yeah, that is the episode for this week. I loved it. And hopefully you will join us again for Werewolves Part 2, where I talk about the film. With the Slavic and, like, Romanian thing about, like, it reminded me of this book that I was reading a while back. Like, well, I mean, I say a while back, but it was last year. And, like, the main character is getting chased by this, this, this Celtic druid. And she's mm-hmm. going through the Carpathian Mountains. And he, for some reason, he has the ability to turn into a wolf. Mm-hmm. But, like, apparently the people from the Carpathians have never seen that. So, like, mm-hmm. the, so, so the scene was meant to be very suspenseful. Because he jumps from, like, a tree and mm-hmm. turns into a wolf. And then he chases the main character. And mm-hmm. I'm like, is this, is this where they get the werewolf myth from? Is this where they're, where they're going to get the werewolf myth from? And I was just like, oh, no. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is, this is, I have, why did I put myself through this? <laughs> but yeah, y'all, we hope you liked this episode. Yes, I loved it. I'm glad you liked it, Janine. I'm really glad. And um, stay safe. Please stay safe. Love your animals well. Oh, yes, definitely. Love them. We're almost at an hour. Oh boy. <laughs> um, we probably should hurry this up then. Huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> bye. Stay safe, y'all. Bye. Um, hope we hope you all liked it. Uh, yes. and stay tuned for the next one. Bye. Yes. Stay tuned. Bye.